Episode number 357. Most do not have a system. Uh, it's sort of the feast or famine. When, they, when business is good, right. they forget about business development. And right. then inevitably it happens. You're going to lose a client. Something else happens. And then it's a bad scramble to, oh, we got to win business. We got to get something. Uh-huh. And then they put something together and then they win that business. And then they go right back yeah. into the same cycle. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, ready to bring you a little fuego, maybe give you a little uh, insight, knowledge, uh, inspiration in your days, nights, weekends. You know, or whenever you are listening to the show today. Uh, but after this show, I think you're going to want to think about how you acquire your next opportunity, especially if it's a big one, a six or seven figure deal, a, a large opportunity, whether you're in the agency world, as uh, many people are, marketing agencies, uh, agencies, consulting services, et cetera, or even just an entrepreneur. And uh, I think you're going to want to think about and use some of the tactics that we can talk about today to acquire some of those big opportunities that are, that are out there and that exist. So, folks, I'm bringing you Mr. Christian Banash. Christian, are you ready to be real? I am ready to be real. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, and so, Christian, take me back into your journey. Um, we're going to – a little bit about you just first is, uh, you know, you kind of help people land these big opportunities. Um, you know, obviously getting off the revenue roller coasters and getting off the, the rat races of uh, daily, weekly revenue goals. Um, and then a lot of times you're an agency trying to grow. You're trying to expand. You're trying to, you know, in 2020, we had a lot of hardships. So we're trying to thrive uh, through a tough situation. I know our, our, our business, some of our categories of clients were closed. Um, but on an ongoing basis, there's these opportunities that are out there um, and, and trying to land them. And I love what, what your website says, predictably, you know, with, with strategy, guys. And uh, so that's what Mr. Christian does, sir. So take me back into, you know, your fascination of, uh, into these big deals. Were you always into maybe sales and opportunities and kind of leads and uh, reaching out to people? I mean, as a kid even? Um, well, thanks first and foremost for having me on the show. Really, absolutely, my man. Conversation here. It's a topic that I, I love to talk about, so I'm really excited here. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, I was the kid uh, that was cutting the grass in the neighborhood with the lawn service. Uh, you know, you had mentioned to me off off uh, before we got on camera here uh, that you uh, in sports cards. I mean, yes. I was buying and selling baseball cards. Oh, there you go. Uh, wow. you know, as well. So there's always that part of me uh, that was there. Uh, but I actually kind of stumbled into the field that I'm in now. Uh, I actually started a business uh, with actually it didn't start as a business, but I got a bunch of friends together in high school and we decided we were going to rent out a, a banquet hall and we were going to throw an event and we booked some DJs. We went out, we marketed and advertised uh, to all the you know, people in the local high schools and colleges. Mm-hmm. And we had over a thousand people show up and we made a bunch of money. And then that decided, well, why don't we do another one of these? And that's kind of how my business started uh, was was just that way. And it was a great way for me to pay my way through college uh, and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Uh, But I I wish I I could say that along with that came, you know, a really well-defined sales process, Um, but it didn't. It was more word of mouth referrals. 
Um, and it got me by, uh, you know, so I, as I mentioned, you know, we started off doing events that eventually grew into larger concerts, which we were working with, you know, artists like Lady Gaga and T-Pain wow. and Pitbull. So it took off really well. And, and you were, you were doing the event promotion, just so that we can clarify that? Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were organizing, um, you know, concerts and events, um, you know, and we would be booking these types of artists at, at some of our shows, uh, right. a lot of electronic music um, uh, shows as well. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. And along the way, we started, uh, we got approached actually by an experiential marketing agency who under, knew that we understood the event space. And they said, you know, hey, we need some help with this promotion that we have going on. Can you help us? So we did. And that went over well. That led to another opportunity. So another opportunity, which then the light bulb went on. It's like, why are we working with these agencies? Why don't we go directly to the brands? So we did start going to the brands, but I, I can't say we had a really well-defined sales process. It was just sort of really ad hoc. Uh, and then other brands found out about us and, you know, things were, were going well uh, until the recession in 2008 happened. And at that point, the concert promotion business dried up, the experiential marketing business dried up, and I was, uh, I was in trouble. Um, and I ended up going out and I hired a sales consultant that came in and uh, actually started giving me some of the principles that we'll probably get into here today about how to have a system to generate leads. And I really, really enjoyed it. I uh, loved it. I did that work with them for a while and decided I actually wanted to close down my business and go work in agencies and just focus on the business development and sales. I was kind of done and over with wearing 20 different hats that come along with being an entrepreneur. So that's what I did. I went and I worked at agencies for the last maybe 10 years, um, worked with small agencies, big agencies, um, spent some time at, uh, in different types of roles different, uh, within those agencies, uh, but always really focused on business development. Right. And then what had happened was um, last year, obviously, the pandemic had, had happened and I felt it was like deja vu, right? It was the same agencies were going out of business. They were struggling, losing clients. Uh, and it felt like how I was in 2008 happening to me when I had the, re the recession was going on. Right. So at that point, I decided, you know what, I feel like I'm in a different place. Just like that consultant came and helped me, I felt like I was ready to be the consultant to help others. And that's when I formed the company that I have uh, here today. And we, you know, work and advise with, you know, advertising agencies, marketing companies, and other types of entrepreneurs and businesses as well, but primarily in the agency space and really helping them develop a system that predictably land opportunities. I mean, it's so huge because, uh, you know, we had certain categories of business that were close. If you don't have a system of new leads and opportunities and you don't have the the relationships going or, or at least know what's going on and uh, what opportunities are there. Um, you know, you're going to get passed by, by your competition. And a lot of times it's just you putting together PDFs uh, or I'm sorry, PDFs, <laughs> it maybe is a PDF on RFP request or things like that, that there's already these requests for proposals out there. And then uh, a lot of times you're spending all this money on Google ads and all this stuff. And you can just be literally maybe directly, you know, sending in RFPs and trying to kind of compete for business like the agencies do. Um, I, I know just basically in, in general, um, after working in from television, uh, you know, when you're working with a big agency, they send you an RFP. I mean, it, it, no matter what happens uh, in the big business world, um, it's an RFP back in the day. Now it's transformed. Maybe it looks a little different today. Uh, you know, we're, we're in 2021. Uh, instead of tw uh, 2005, when I started in the media business in Disney, but 
dude, it's transformed tremendously, Christian. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and so many times these agencies have to evolve. They have outsourced. I know that's why kind of we fit in in many of the agency uh, businesses because we're like a white label. They throw us in, in the back, la- uh, back into their social media and we do all the work. They get to upcharge it. And, you know, uh, after 2008, 2009, a lot of more agencies uh, learned they need to be more resourceful. You know, they need to be more strategic, not only in their production, but also in the leads, uh, you know, and not just blowing money, but also being strategic and, uh, you know, competing for business, maybe outside your market and these kind of things that no one thought of. Oh, there's, there's RFPs all over. Uh, you can compete for business in Nevada. And, you know, uh, and so some of these agencies started doing it and, and winning some of these contracts from our little town of Fresno. And then, it, oh, other agencies, like, oh, wow, they got clients over here. And, you know, because uh, the, ad, the agency space, it, it travels well. Um, as far as, you know, you can create ideas uh, across the board, but tell me this, um, because I think it's very important. Where do you find that they're finding the biggest, uh, hurdle right now? Is it, they don't have a system where are, when you come in, uh, when they say, Hey Christian, help me, please, man, help me. Uh, you know, where are they, where are they feeling really the biggest pain right now? Yeah, it's exactly that. Most do not have a system. Uh, it's sort of the feast or famine when they, when business is good, they forget about business development and then inevitably it happens. You're going to lose a client. Something else happens. And then it's a bad scramble to, Oh, we got to get, we got to win business. We got to get something. And then they put something together and then they win that business. And then they go right back into the same cycle. So, you know, this, that's probably the number one challenge. And then you have other agencies that were kind of like my company that, you know, we had a great reputation. Uh, Business was coming to us. Uh, word of mouth and referrals, which I think is fantastic. But then eventually, you know, that dries up. Um, It it usually always does happen at some point. Or, you know, you never know what's going to come in or when it's going to come in. There's no predictability behind it. You might one month, you might get slammed with five RFPs. The next three months, you might not get anything. You you have no control over when those are going to happen. So, you know, so I think it's a combination really of of those two factors is, is usually where we find agencies playing right now. Got you. So getting into predictability, which I love, uh, consistency. That's what makes the podcast real. When, when, when people I first started, you know, eight years ago or so, it seems like it is about eight years ago. Uh, why, why do you still have a show? It's the consistency behind it. Why do you get bigger guests over time? It's because we've been consistent for eight years. Uh, why do people want to still keep coming on the show? It's because they know we're going to keep coming up with more shows. And, uh, a big part of uh, sales or outreach or anything is the consistency. So take me into uh, where do you start? Where do you, where do you kind of go? Where do you, uh, if they don't have a system, they don't have anything going on, where do you get those start to get some predictable leads? Yeah. So the first thing is it, it all boils down to the strategy first and foremost. Gotcha. You can't just jump in one day and decide, all right, we need new business and start firing off emails. You could, but I wouldn't expect you to have any success long-term or predictably uh, to keep the play off that. So we really, you know, the, the way we advise our clients and the same approach that we eat our own, um, you know, dog food, so to speak as well, is really we believe in understanding what problems you solve for clients first and foremost, because it doesn't matter at the end of the day, what you do, how you do it. You, there's a problem that, you, that you're being hired to solve mm-hmm. and you need to get crystal clear on what those challenges, what those pain points are that you're able to solve first. Uh, so that's really the first step. It's getting clear on that. And then it's just figuring out from there, all right, I know what challenges I'm really good at solving. Who is experiencing those challenges? And we call that the right to win audience then. And you, then you can start building out 
you know, those types of prospecting lists of those companies that you have a hunch, you know, are probably experiencing that type of problem. Uh, So that's very important as well. Uh, And there's a number of different, you know, for tactical tools that can help, you know, identify who those companies are, uh, you know, and how to source their contact data. Uh, but that's, you know, more on the tactical side. But from a strategic point of view, you want to get an idea of what are those, who those companies are. And then the, the third thing that I think is really important as well is when you're doing outbound, uh, you know, you got to keep in mind, you know, at the end of the day, they have not raised their hand at this point and said, I want a conversation with you. I have a problem. I have a challenge. They don't know you from Adam at this point. Right. So we really believe in making deposits before you ask for a withdrawal. And by that, I mean, you know, we call it the, having a compelling offer. So we will sit down with our clients and we advise them to think about what type of intellectual property do you have? You know, maybe you've done some research, maybe you uh, have done some, you know, have some great case studies in a certain business category, you've solved some problems for clients, package that up into some sort of workshop or presentation or something of value and reach out and try to use that as your quote unquote kind of bait in order to get them, you know, to have a conversation with you. It's a much different, um, you know, approach than, you know, hey, I just want to get on a call, tell you all about our agency and what we can do for you versus you saying, you know what, we've done some research. Uh, I think you find this very compelling and interesting because you might be experiencing this challenge. Would you be open to having a conversation? Um, you know, we can share those insights with you. Two totally different dynamics, and you're going to see much better success with that. But, you know, to wrap back, wrap that back up, you know, that's all the strategic work that needs to be done before anybody is sending out an email or placing a cold call or any of that type of work. Yeah, I think that the first thing that people do is they just go, oh, I got to send out some emails. And they just start going right out to uh, shooting whatever on the top of your damn head. And, uh, you yep. know, whoever's on my contact list, who haven't hit up lately, uh, you know, et cetera. Uh, but it really comes true in that you have to obviously have a, have a problem and, uh, you know, be able to help that because obviously you're reaching out to the wrong person if they, they don't need your help. You know, you're wasting a lot of time and resources with the, for no reason, you know, and um, very interesting. I like that you got to make a deposit. I'm going to think about that because I think we, our big strategy to winning Christian would be um, more agencies, right? So for our winning strategy would be to get more agencies. We don't have the same, we don't, we're not winning business like the agencies are winning business. We're winning agencies, uh, especially in that sweet spot of three to 10 people where they're small, they don't need big teams. They liked using outsource. And, uh, and uh, I, I always think, Hey, I want to offer these people the opportunity to come on our show or give something of value to where they get some exposure or something. Maybe, uh, just like I am doing for you, my man, and not only having a conversation, but also helping expose you to, to new people and listening, uh, to your story as well. But it's so important because I think that, um, so many times we think we go right off to, you know, a lot of times people go right after the, 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 uh, Hey, I want to talk to you about my agency. And you know, it, it just comes off wrong instead of yeah. building that relationship, giving some value, giving some, um, opportunity for them to, to, to tell their story. But then, like you said, have something to, to a value, whether it's a podcast, whether that you got some viral uh, Instagram page, or you got something of value that you want to put them and feature them on, or you got, you know, some, uh, really, truly great worksheet or uh, maybe even a really good research report, like you said, that you've done and uh, you can give this to them, you know, or have a conversation around it and it makes the conversation, let's just be real, a lot more, uh, uh, at least if they even say no, at least it, it tastes better. I always like to say, at least it tastes better instead of, you know, hey, I want to tell you about my, uh, my, I get so many of these different, I want to, you know, we can help outsource your blah, 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 you know, they all X, Y, Z and it's, they're just going right to price points and right to this and that. And 
I don't want to click anything these days. You know what it is. These days, you don't want to click anything. So don't put links in things. I don't want to click your email. I don't know where this is taking me. Uh, it, it's just really interesting. Like you said, instead of having just a really short, tra- transparent conversation with someone and, uh, and giving them something of value. Um, I always say choose Christian. Another great place for people that, you know, that are listening is maybe you start commenting on their social, go on their social. A lot of times these businesses don't have a lot of exposure or brands and still constantly struggle with getting engagements and things like that with the algorithm. Um, be commenting on their stuff, you know, be supporting them, uh, sharing some of their stuff and stories and things like that. And that's another really good way uh, to kind of, like you said, make those deposits as well at scale. Because you can do this just right on your phone, guys and gals. Uh, that's that's a beautiful thing too. Um, so then, next next is also for you. Um, what are the types of agencies you really thrive with? I know I just mentioned ours is like smaller ones. Do you, I mean, I'm sure it's probably all sizes. But do you have a certain type that you love to work with? Yeah, you know we we work with some of the biggest agencies uh, in the world, some of the most well renowned and, and awarded agencies. Um, some people might ask, well, why do they need help? You know, they, they're probably getting a lot of recognition and they get, you know, opportunities, which they do. Um, but it may not be always the, the right type of opportunities for them. Uh, or maybe they're trying to build relationships with these decision makers before that RFP even comes out. Mm. So we work with some big agencies in that capacity, but at the end of the day, their challenge is still the same thing, getting the right type of leads as some of the smaller agencies that we work with. Uh, if I'm talking about like who is our kind of ideal um, client, I would say, you know, these are generally probably agencies of you know, usually probably like 15 to 20 or more, uh, uh, you know, people, uh, you right. know, full-time employees right. uh, or equivalents. And, you know, usually, uh, you know, they're to have success in an outbound standpoint, you know, again, they, they have to, you know, do something maybe a little bit different. They have to be well positioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do struggle. Uh, if you're just a generalist that could do every type of marketing service for every type of company out there, it's right. really hard to cut through. You had mentioned, you know, we always, we get all get these emails all the time from people and I could do this, I could do that. Uh, you know, we, you really got to have be very focused and outbound on one specific problem that you can solve for somebody. Uh, so those agencies that are, can, can articulate that uh, see much greater success than those that, that cannot. Mm. Is most of the success happen based on a conversation after that? I mean, the, the end result, is it based on uh, the next step is let's have a talk? Yeah, that's the, you know, the goal that we always say, like whether that be in your case, you're having a uh, podcast, that's what you're kind of using to add value. Uh, you know, it might be a workshop, it might be a free audit, it might be you know, sharing some insights of a white paper or something. So that's where the conversation starts. That's first base, right? right? First base doesn't score a run, Absolutely. but it gets you the first base because you can't score until you get the first base. Right. So second base, and we advise our clients is have that have what second base is in mind already. So when that runner gets the first base, you're already priming the pump with that. So what's kind of a next logical step that would come out of that type of conversation? So, you know, if it is an audit, you know, maybe you could take it a layer deeper with them and show them, you know, how they might be able to implement that. Or maybe it is implementing one thing off of that. And it's a small paid engagement that might be second base. And then third or fourth base might be the actual, you know, full blown, you know, engagement with that client. Uh, but it's important that you have that thought in there because the odds of you having a conversation one time and that then turning into, at least in the case with a lot of agencies we work with, uh, you know, a six figure or seven figure deal after a, you know, 30 minute conversation, 
it's it's very very slim it happens you're lucky if it does happen but you can't go into it with those expectations it's not how the sales cycle works right and then next will so like if you're an agency you've developed this opportunity you got on the call with the brand they're 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 liking the vibes you're setting the intention for the next thing okay we're going to go over this you know on our next call or you know we're going to kind of dive deeper and then kind of reanalyze this together now that I've collected all this data. Um, and then does it lead to like a physical proposal? I mean, does it always, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I'm just curious. How does this always lead at the end result? I mean, we know business is business, baby. Uh, every business is different. Some people have a hundred page PowerPoint presentation. And I've literally seen one uh, that's like, was for big money and it was one page. It was a one page proposal. It was real simple. And some clients like that. They like it real simple. Yeah. How do you yeah. see that? How do you see that final step of final, like the, you know, the final approval pr- closure of the, of the contract? Yeah, I think what's great about Outbound, it, it is an opportunity to try to bypass the more um, competitive pitch where there might be, you know, 10 agencies, 20 agencies invited to, to play here. Because right. if you've done your homework and you're talking to the right company, and you demonstrate and you give them something of value, and maybe you do start off with a smaller you know, project, maybe you're even doing that project for free. Right. When it comes a long time now, hey, we wanna retain an agency for this for full, you know, to do the full-blown uh, execution of it, you know, you're gonna have a leg up on that. And if you've built that relationship up, there is a much higher likelihood that they're not going to put this out to bid to multiple agencies. Right. Does that always happen? Doesn't always happen. Sometimes big companies, they have to go through the process, but either way you have now had that relationship. You maybe have done even a small project with them. The other nine agencies that have been you know, invited are not going to have the same opportunity that you're going to have because you've got that relationship already. So there are some, you know, sometimes you bypass it and then there's sometimes you're still going to have to do an RFP, but you definitely have a leg up. I like that. No, that's true because I remember even working both in working with the agencies as we do now and coming in on pitches and then also, and being seeing other agencies right there next to you. And you're like, Hey, I'll see you in 30 minutes. And they're got their 30 minute pitch. And then you come in the next 30 minutes and, you know, cause they're trying to be efficient. They're sitting in front of the board and they're all, you know, they got to do these things kind of with the approvals, like you said, and, uh, or even in the media business, they'd come out. It was a competitor. Hey, there's the other TV guy. There's the other TV guy. You know, everyone was like in a cattle call pitch basically, uh, within their time, which I understand. Let's just be real. They're trying to be efficient. Um, but like you're saying with this strategy, everyone, we're taking the outbound and we're not just going after RFPs. Now we're going out and taking the active approach, right? We're actually actively trying to reach out to these folks instead of being on cattle calls, uh, with all the competition necessarily. We're trying to really physically bring value, but bring friendship, I would say as well. And then, and be ahead of, like you're talking about, be ahead of the competition, in that light, because you already got the your French, you know, you've already got the relationship and uh, at least they know your name, right? Like, even if it doesn't lead to anything, at least they know, hey, you know, Christian or Travis, they try to reach out to me. They, they I saw, sat down with them, you know, really ran through a really nice presentation with me and, uh, you know, we didn't do anything, but hey, it was a good guy, you know, instead of the competitors, they're going to think they, they don't know those guys, you know, and so uh, even that little piece might win you a six or seven figure deal, right? Just a, a little bit of, Hey, Christian was in front of these people and, uh, you know, and, and was not, uh, you know, so thirsty for the money that he didn't just let time go by. And then now time's here and, Oh, I'm ready to sign the contract. I'm ready. 
things in advertising and marketing don't always happen right away. I mean, dude, I remember pitching so many times and then all of a sudden, boom, they're ready. Let's go. You know, and then you, it feels good. Um, but I like that. Be predictable. And I, I, uh, I also, if you guys go to his website, uh, which we'll plug at the end too, uh, christianbinosh.com, you can sign up at the bottom there uh, so you can get some uh, five free new business leads along with tips to grow your revenue, baby. So I, uh, I signed up too, man. You got a new follower on there as well. Uh, but now, my man, we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready? I am ready. He's ready, sir. Let's go. Apple or Android? Apple. Apple. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Netflix. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Instagram. Give your Instagram a shout out so we can uh, get followers, more followers. Uh, you know, we always love followers. Christian Banach. Instagram slash Christian Banach. ChristianBanach.com. And it uh, has all the websites too. On, uh, on his website, you guys can follow. He's got a active LinkedIn as well. Um, and uh, when you're thinking about a good meal, chicken or steak? Ooh, good meal. I mean, I eat probably more chicken, but when I want to pleasure, you know, and, and really kind of get after it after a long week of steak. Yeah, I like it. Do you have a favorite cut of steak? Do you have a favorite uh, type of steak you like? Um, you know, I, I end up defaulting to filet mignon yeah, uh, me very too. often. So right. Can't go wrong with that. I like that too. No fat, no weird things. You're like, oh, perfect. Let's go. And uh, laptop or smartphone if you're uh, thinking about productivity. Uh, you know, I'm on my smartphone all the time, but laptop, if I really want to be, uh, if I really want to get after it, I just can't move quite the pace with my big thumbs that I can on a, on a laptop keyboard. So, right. Once they get the keyboard right on the smartphone, they're going to be really competing, uh, with the virtual keyboards or things like that. I always uh, think about that, but dude, the laptop is just crazy productivity. Like the zone happens when you're just boom in there laptop desktop uh when you're thinking about music or content spotify or pandora um neither i don't either. i'm not a subscriber of either i'm, I'm more of a xm uh series oh, okay. radio yeah i like it i like satellite radio that's a fun one man that's they got a lot of good music on there a lot of great djs on there too uh, on the, especially on the uh the edm channel they got uh i think yeah. it's or one of those uh movies or video games if you're thinking about you know entertaining yourself relaxing movies movies i I got a playstation during the pandemic i played it uh, a couple of times and i ended up getting my butt smashed in uh in major league uh in mlb the show oh okay uh yeah it's probably some you know eight-year-old kid in you know some (laughs) faraway place beating the pants off me but i I just couldn't win anymore and just gave up nice but you tried you tried you tried You tried. Hey, it's fun. It's the, they're fun. But the thing about video games, you got to just have your time with them because it's a very addicting thing, just like a lot of the things out there. Uh, when you're thinking about content as far as books go, reading books or listening to books? Um, kind of my strategy with that is I will listen to the book first on audio and sort of screen it and see if it's uh, worth my time to invest in reading it. Right. Uh, so it's a little bit of both, but I probably will be consuming more books via audio nowadays. That's a good strategy too as well because in the physical, you can mark it up, you can give it to somebody, but uh, you know, nothing like the efficiency of a 1.5 or 2X on a reading book and just be able to get through the content you know, of books while you're working, while you're driving, while you're working out. So, so beautiful. 
Mr. Bezos and Audible over there. You know, these guys are figuring things out. Uh, stocks or real estate? If you're thinking about like diversifying more uh, outside of the business. Yeah, um, probably more stocks. Uh, have been playing a little bit around uh, crypto. Let's recently. go, baby. Uh, crypto, baby. I like no, it. No expert at all, but definitely an interesting space. Stay long, baby. That's all it is. You just buy and hold on anything, on anything. I mean, you look at all the successful people. Warren Buffett, Snowball, a great book on Audible. It's long, very long book. I don't know how long, but 20 hours. That's all it is. It's a snowball. Just buy and collect and, and hold it. Oh, buy, collect, and hold it. Buy, collect, and hold it. It doesn't matter what it is. Obviously, sometimes you got to cash out and, you know, make a little couple things happen. But overall, it's like anything. It's accumulation, right? I mean, uh, I always people think it's something different. It, it's not anything different. It's not, you don't need to be a day trader. And some kid on YouTube isn't going to be a millionaire because he just did leverage 100x, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's buy and hold. Like literally the strategy that works. And, and then the beautiful thing about now, Christian, is that we got these kind of new asset classes that never existed. So uh, you can test the waters, you know, uh, with the even small amounts of money, man. When you're thinking about uh, vacation, oceans or lakes? Oceans. 100%. Oceans. Where would you want to go right now if you could hop on a plane? We're oh, out. Hit the um, O'Hare Airport and we're out of there. O'Hare Airport. You know, I would love to go back down to Tulum. Oh, beautiful oh, down yeah. there in the water. Yeah. Beautiful. yeah. I had a great experience down there previously and swimming in cenotes, which are underground caves. So I, I'd love wow. to go back. Yeah. The water out there is un, like unfathomably beautiful and clear, uh, fascinating uh, area too. Beautiful area with all the Mayan pyramids and all that kind of stuff too, man. Really cool. Um, when you're waking up in your morning, my man, you're getting yourself ready for your day. Pumped, jazz, energized. Why? Do you love being you, Mr. Christian Banak? Every day, you know, brings, especially as an entrepreneur, brings new challenges, new opportunities, uh, new possibilities. And, you know, I just do every day I wake up and I just can't wait uh, to get at it and to see what life, you know, throws it at me. And, and, and I'm up for the challenge and just love, you know, diving in every, each and every morning, uh, no matter what it is. So I, I just can't wait. Do you think you'll ever retire from the game of uh, being an entrepreneur, running these businesses? And uh, I can't imagine that I would. You know, I know that's a lot of people's goals is retirement. That's not something I have in my in my plan. Uh, you know, I'd always like to be doing something. Maybe not as many hours as I'm investing in in things right now, but I always want to have something to do. Uh, and, and maybe that's even more mentoring, you know, younger entrepreneurs Absolutely. Uh, down the road. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to, as much as I love the beach of Tulum, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have uh, my laptop or whatever type of device they have at, at that point in time, actively doing something, uh, you know, back in the business world as well. You have your AI working for you. Hey, code this thing for me. Let's go. <laughs> love it. That's the yeah. future, man. We, us, us that can't code. The future is beautiful because the future will be you hire an AI, you pay her a monthly fee of a SOS, you know, $100 a month, and she codes whatever the hell you want. You just tell her and she codes it for you. And you can be on the beach. And that's another beautiful thing about work today and going forward, Christian, is it's portable, right? Like, yeah, it can portable. It goes with you. It can go with you. And, and it's a beautiful thing. And it's also a beautiful thing to shut the damn laptop and enjoy life as well. Uh, but but it is beautiful to be able to run your business, stay in touch and things like that. And uh, and do this at scale. Like I said, everything now is at scale. Zoom. Zoom has uh, made everything literally any, anything can happen. Business can happen anywhere. And uh, you don't have to be held by 
just being in a certain location at a certain time at a certain place. Uh, so when you're getting ready for your day, my man, and you're getting pumped, uh, do you have a strategy on starting your day? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I would say for me, it starts with a healthy breakfast. Gotcha. Um, you know, that is a, a very key to me. I, I, when I was younger, I never ate breakfast. I mm. maybe ate lunch and I would have these big dinners and I would feel myself towards the end of the day, you know, tired and drained. So I really, you know, put a lot of focus in breakfast and, uh, you know, I have a, a green smoothie every morning along nice. with some, some protein along with that. And I think it just really puts me in the right mindset. Uh, I will meditate most days as well, get myself from a mental, you know, standpoint in the right, the right point of view. Right. And, uh, and then I'm ready to get after it. Do you have a certain amount of time you do meditation for? Uh, you know, I wish I did it more, um, you know, but I've been doing this in the mornings when I'm working, probably like just a 15 minute uh, meditation. And I think that that's good enough to center me, uh, you know, on weekends when I have a little more time, I like to go a little longer. That's a good time. I mean, let's be real. If you have more time to do that, then you got not a lot going on. If you got 60 minutes, I mean, that's a blessing to have, you know, 60 minutes to meditate or something like that in most people's lives. And so, yeah, I think that the, the sweet spots anywhere between like five and 20 minutes, right? I think it's yeah some, even a moment just for yourself to think, uh, and you have a little breath for yourself. Do you have a skill you're trying to master or get better at for yourself? Is there something you're trying to get better at? Um, yeah, I, you know, I think in, in many different ways, you know, I, I have, you know, some goals that I've set for myself, you know, in some different categories, financial goals, right. uh, personal health goals, uh, mental health goals. Uh, so I, I'm working towards each one of those, you know, at any given time. Uh, and I wouldn't say one is more important to the other because to me, you know, to be well balanced, you know, you have to have a little bit of all of that. So Got you. Yeah, when one's off or when one's thriving, another one's going to be off. And uh, you wake up and why the hell is that off? Oh, well, you're doing too good in the other one. You got you to gotta focus a little more of this in the friend category, in the family category, in the health yeah. category, in the mental health category. But in a lot of times people get caught up in only in finances and uh, you forget about the rest or vice versa. They get caught up in everything else and they forget about the money. You got to make money to do things in, in life, you know, and make things happen for yourself. Do you have a favorite app or a tool that helps you kind of organize your business, stay productive and kind of keep you uh, efficient or just you enjoy using? Uh, yeah, I use Google Docs. I know it's oh, probably yeah. Google, just the, the Google suite of products. I know it sounds basic, but there's just so many possibilities that you can use with, uh, with Google and it's, you know, essentially free. Right. Uh, so I would say, I mean, without, you know, Google, uh, you know, docs and sheets and slides, yeah, I would, I would really be lost, but there's just okay. such a great yeah, and powerful tool. And the cool thing about that too, is there's a lot of cool templates too. Like you said, that other people have already built, you can just t- download and plug it right into whatever you want to do. Uh, if you could chop it up for a filet mignon dinner tonight with anyone in the world, who are you chopping it up with and sitting down with tonight? Oh, that's a good question. Who would I chop it down? Um, I would say, you know, Elon Musk to me, that's probably a common answer you get, but I just love, you know, love what he is doing in so many different areas uh, and just how he has, you know, risen to the levels that he's had. It seems like a very interesting conversation uh, that I would just love to just absorb and to see how the, the guy's mind works. You know, you see him in the media spotlight, but just having a conversation with the guy, I think would be really fascinating. 
if you guys are curious to the real Elon Musk, go on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, he's got two shows of them. Uh, but you, you start to, you, you know, because he has a longer format, right? And then, because you don't get that all the time in short interviews. And uh, a lot of times, let's just be real, he's in a, a, a public place or some sort of thing. And so, intimate with Joe Rogan brings out something in that guy. Very interesting human. Seems like almost like he could be the a robot smartest person AI in the world. I don't know how the hell he's so smart. He admit he admitted on SNL he has Aspergers uh, that opened up some some points of view on that. In my opinion, but dude, the dude is just literally one of the smartest human beings on earth. I would say if you guys are investors, um, any company he brings public, I would invest into it. You know, Tesla's been one of the best ones I ever invested in 2013. Um, and literally changed my life. Now everyone's on the crypto train with him now. Hey, okay. He's got a lot of other things in the future though, too, right? Like he's got the boring company. He's got SpaceX that he could eventually IPO. And uh, if you want to make some money, I would join the train, you know, even Tesla is not, not too late. Even Tesla, I don't think it's too late. It's a little later than it was in 2013, but it's not too late. Uh, but like, he, I think he's truly the modern day Einstein dude. So I, I agree with you, my man. That would be an interesting conversation. Maybe we could chop it up about how Tesla or one of his businesses can get bigger deals, baby. I know he's down for that money. There you go. I know he's down for that money, and I know he's down to uh, put some deposits in. I know he is. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make fire up that outbound campaign and see if we can't uh, hook uh, Elon Musk for a conversation. You never know, dude. You just never know. We're gonna tag him in some tweets too because I know he's on Twitter all the time. has there been a book that has changed your life? Has there been a book you either reread or you just sticks to your soul? Yeah, I would say for me, the book that had the biggest impact uh, for me was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, you know, I would say this, I, I discovered this book right after I shut down my business and I had previously not done a whole lot of reading. I read a lot now, but prior to that, I, I just didn't. And it really opened me up to a whole new world of personal development that I quite frankly, at the time, just wasn't really aware of. And, uh, you know, and that book is, is one that really opened me up again to a whole new world. And I think it's just a timeless classic that I, I do revisit, you know, at least once a year, uh, if not longer, uh, I'll audio book it, I'll read it, the hard copy version of it. And it, it really kind of brings me back. Uh, so I, I love that book and, and have recommended and gifted that many times. Yeah, it's like a cl- truly a classic, uh, whether you listen to even the audio on YouTube, you can just listen to different things yeah. of him saying different points. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's basically the gift that keeps on giving and uh, it can never gets old. Because uh, some of those principles will stay true for the rest of our lives. Um, at least we hope they will. Uh, most of them. My man, I really appreciate your soul and energy. Thank you so much for what you are doing in this world and universe, not only for yourself and fulfilling your dreams and passions, doing the event marketing company, having fun and doing it at concert promotions with like Lady Gaga and unbelievable talent in the world. And then also now obviously serving on a big level uh, with helping these marketing agencies, baby, get more deals consistently, persistently, and predictably. Uh, and uh, tell us where is your favorite place for people, uh, obviously, to find you. I, we did give the, the website a shout out, but maybe we'll give them a plug out again. Yeah, I would say go to the website. You can you know find all the social channels there. There's also a masterclass that I put together on you know the three 
keys to landing deals, six and seven figure deals predictably. That's a great place if you want to learn more about what we started to talk about here today. It's totally free. Gotcha. Uh, and, and, and from there, you know, feel free again, click on the links uh, to any of my social channels, happy to connect. I check all my emails and, and social channels myself. I would love to hear from, from anyone who's interested. So go check that out today. And we're putting that in the show notes. So quickly and easily click the description and click that link and go get yourself some leads, guys. Folks, you've been hanging out with, with your boy Christian Banach and Travis Tutal and Huff. We want to thank you so much for your time today. And let's keep being well. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The B-Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T-Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. Do you want to get featured on podcast, guys? You can be a guest. And that's right. You have a story and the people, uh, the good folks at I Love Podcasts. That's I-L-U-V podcasts.com. Do that every single day. This is a new company, guys, in the space of podcast agency. And they realize a lot of the people in the, the space are just, it's just a commodity. And it does, they don't care. And these folks care. And I literally love Kenny and the team at I Love Podcast, and they are doing it right for their customers. So you guys can be a guest on a show. I love podcast.com. That's I L U V podcast.com. Let's go.